Welcome to 100 PM, the show where we're interviewing 100 expert product managers around the globe to bring you all the actionable advice you need to succeed in product. I'm your host, Susanna Bate, product coach and founder of The Development Factory. And today, you're listening to How to Define Your Product Strategy, an exclusive multi-episode series featuring Gib Biddle, former VP of product for Netflix. Today's episode is the product roadmap. A roadmap is an expression of your strategy. It shows how projects fit together along with a rough time estimate. Roadmaps are a richly debated topic. On one hand, they help teams to see how all the projects fit together. And with technology teams who have long lead time plans, it's good to have advance notice of upcoming projects. On the other hand, a four-quarter roadmap provides false confidence, given uncertainty about what will work or not. It's especially hard to guess the timing of projects, given this uncertainty. When I share a roadmap, I express confidence about the next quarter's projects, but highlight that the content and timing of the subsequent quarters are highly speculative. There's lots of near-term learning that will cause the long-term plans to change. I'm going to share now a stylized version of the Netflix roadmap halfway through the year 2005. I've organized the six high-level product strategy, personalization, simple, social, margin, movie-finding tools, and next-day DVD delivery on the left. And then I've shown sample projects to the right over time. So, for instance, the personalization strategy... The key project in Q3 of 2005 is the ratings wizard. The next quarter, focus on demographic data. The next quarter, algorithm tests to match people with movies they'll love. And the key project in Q2 of 2006, in this example, is uh, optimizing the star rating, simple exercise. So for each of these strategies, I have filled in the projects that over time. I'll just do one more example. The key strategy is to keep Netflix easy and simple. So the, the, the project that's key in Q3 of 2005 is day one experiments. The next quarter, again, easy and simple is contextual help systems. The next quarter is a simplified queue. The next quarter is day one DVD merchandising. So for each of the strategies on the left, I shared what projects were going to happen over the next four quarters. And this is the concept of a rolling roadmap. The roadmap articulates the focus and organization of the product team. Once the teams define the strategy, proxy metrics, and projects for their swim lane, or pod, it's straightforward to complete the exercise. The roadmap is an artifact, an expression of your product strategy. The roadmap does not have to show all the work, however. It is a high-level view that outlines the key projects in each swim lane, along with the best guess of timing. What's missing in the Netflix example above is the technology infrastructure work. I also chose not to include the work and help and account. It doesn't have to include everything. The roadmap tells a story about how the overall strategy for the product team might play out over time. When I put together the roadmap, I think of the company's board as the primary audience. They don't need all the details. 
One note on organizing product teams. I favor structures where each product leader has a clear proxy metric that communicates what success looks like in their area. Todd, the product leader for personalization, had his percentage of members who rate at least 50 movies in their first six weeks metric. Megan, the product leader focused on creating a simpler experience, had her percentage of members who had at least three titles to their queue metric. Proxy metrics provide radical role clarity. They help you to understand what success looks like. Product strategy exercise number eight. This is the companion for the roadmap exercise. For each of your product swim lanes or pods, outline the projects against each strategy over four quarters. Put all of the projects into a roadmap like the one I've described to you already. In the next essay, I will share ideas about how to encourage big, long-term thinking as you define your product strategy. All right. So I love the simplicity of your roadmap slide. Again, especially the way that it really starts to gel all of these concepts. And we spoke about these in some of the previous Q&As, how the, the product strategies that kind of win or prove themselves persist and evolve and potentially become cornerstones of, of the business over time. In the specific visual and for those folks of you listening in, you can go to the show notes and you'll see all of the assets there. In the specific visual, you have it kind of neatly laid out like product strategy quarter initiative, product strategy quarter initiative. And so I guess my question for you is, number one, is a single initiative per strategy per quarter a good benchmark or does it just make for a really balanced slide? More the latter. <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to communicate. As a product leader, you're trying to provide inspiration and clarity and direction to the whole organization, okay? Sometimes I'm thinking about what would I share with an investor or a board? And then the mega point is you don't have to share everything. So I am simply trying to create a story of how personalization might play out over time. I don't need to list two or three projects per quarter. I just want to list some key ones. And I'm really just trying to give everybody a sense of what, what do I mean by personalization, these key projects. And generally, people get way into the, too much detail. For instance, that audience of board members, board mem members, they're very financially oriented. They just want you to know that you care about building a business, you know, e.g. margin enhancement. And they're very data-driven. So talk in terms of proxy metrics and metrics. And then these are just projects or tactics. These are for instances of the projects that we're going to execute to move the metrics. The tricky thing about these roadmaps is many times board investors, CEO, they see this as a commitment to what you're going to do when. And I try hard to disabuse that mo notion. Like, yeah, the first quarter, this is important. We're going to do it, but we're going to learn so much that our current plans in quarter two, three, and four might go out the window. Now, do they remember I said that? Probably not. But I try hard to over-communicate that this is fluid and we're going to learn a lot and we'll make changes because of that. Don't view this as a commitment. The thing that drives me crazy is roadmaps are actually pretty easy to build. I've been encouraging people to think about it as a package of their overall product strategy and to make it 
a manifestation of the product strategy, which is why I put the strategies on the left as labels. Yeah, I love the way that it looks. For a little more context on this, though, because again, I, I think it's helpful to sometimes get the the high low in these examples. Yeah. So you know, you're talking about Netflix, sort of circa 2005, I think, yeah. in this piece. How big was the engineering team at that point? Well, by the end of the year, I think we were, we had like ten squads. For sure, we had a hundred engineers by that point. By the end of 2005. Because you've heard me say, certainly our listeners have heard me say. The official product management answer for everything is it depends. And I'm asking you these tricky it depends questions like how does this translate? You know, is one initiative per quarter per strategy appropriate? Of course, it depends. And it depends on the size of the engineering team. But I'm curious if you have in your experience a ballpark of, you know, to execute on a good project against a strategy, what, whether you've got one squad of three or whether you've got 10 squads of three, this is an appropriate amount of time to think about rolling out an initiative well, including iteration. Coming back to that conversation about just using the word strategy, I'm trying to get people to think in years. Like, what's the right amount of investment to make in a concept like social or personalization or instant delivery of DVDs. Humans naturally engage in the short term, but, but they're, they don't naturally engage in the long term. And that's another reason I'm always trying to bring focus back to the strategy. For me, I tend to focus more on rate of pace and learning or cadence of experimentation, because that's how you learn faster. It's a little tricky. At Netflix, we actually didn't build stuff against the schedule. We launched stuff when we felt it was ready. There's one exception was the launch of Watch Instantly, which was hard because we had shared it with 40 press people before. So it, it was scheduled for a date. It was really hard. Anyways, no, I don't have rules of thumb on how to think about the right amount of time or resources. The other thing I think about is are we investing the right amount of time and energy in, in a particular area? If I can see the proxy metric in simple and easy moving up into the right or personalization, that's a signal that maybe we should be doubling down in those areas. Or in the area of friends and social, which was not committing, it was not moving its proxy. That's when I started saying, okay, we've got too many resources about it, and we need to double down in some other area. And that's, again, where I'm using the proxy to evaluate progress and whether we're making the right amount of investment of people and time or not. Gib Biddle, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell our listeners how they can reach you, learn more, stay in touch? I am www.gibsonbiddle.com. I'm also Gibson Biddle on Medium. All right. You've been listening to 100 PM with Gib Biddle. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks a ton, Suzanne, for having me. It's been great. Thank you for listening to 100 PM, the official podcast for 100productmanagers.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe in the Apple Store at Google Play or on Stitcher, or leave us a great review so others can help find us. If you want to get in touch directly, email Suzanne at 100productmanagers.com or visit us on the web. Thank you.